All right, welcome back to the Business of Love. I'm your host, Dan Lear. I'm here with my co-host in business and in life, Jennifer Lear. Hi there. How you doing, Jennifer? I'm excellent today. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing really well. You know, it's my birthday tomorrow. It is your birthday tomorrow. Yep. And yeah. what are you and doing? I'm feeling good. Good. Oh, you know, I just got back from the Mayo Clinic. I know you just got back from Mayo. And, and I got my numbers checked, and my numbers are phenomenal. For those of you who don't know, I was diagnosed with diagnosed with an incurable blood disease called amyloidosis, cardiac amyloidosis to be specific. Uh, in April of 2017, um, 40% of the people who get amyloidosis die in the first year. And I've been on three types of chemo over the past couple of years, and now I'm on a different type of drug, which is not chemo. But the bottom line is I'm doing amazing. My blood numbers for the light chain proteins are leveled out, and they're in the safe zone. My heart numbers have gone down. So... I'm on fire. Yeah, you got a, you got as close to a clean bill of health as you could possibly get from yep. your doctor at Mayo. Um, I think the wonderful thing too is that your energy has been off the charts. I mean, yeah. that you have had you get up in the morning, you work all day, and you keep going. I mean, you go longer than I do sometimes, and it's and you certainly start before me oftentimes. And so, I mean, that's one of our keys. That's one of the things we look at oh, is yeah. how effective you are, how productive you are. And, you know, you have fallout, you have, you know, pain in your body, yeah. you have neuropathy, you have the other things that, you know, we get concerned about and we keep tabs on. But, you know, you said to me, which I thought was so cool, you're like, if, if this is what I have to live with, but I get to live for the rest of my life or, you know, many, many more years, I'll take it. Absolutely. So that's good Absolutely. Thing. You got to check the boxes on those, you know? Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, we're here, and today's an incredible episode that I'm excited to talk to you about. And the name of the episode is called <clears throat> Married and Lonely? Question mm -hmm. mark. Yeah. So are you married and lonely? Yeah. And so this is, is exciting because we, well, not that it's exciting, but we've got some very, uh, a great content-rich podcast. So mm -hmm. why don't you take it away, baby? Absolutely. So, um a, a speaker that I work with, he, uh, her name is Shasta Nelson, and she talks about her her main topic is frentimacy, really. But it's really about the intimacy of relationships, of any relationship, of a friendship, of a business relationship, of your marriage. And um, she made a post, and I'd, I'd like to read this because I didn't realize it's as prevalent as it is. And I guess it is. And it's loneliness within a marriage. Um, and so I'd like to read this. It says, yeah. one of the worst pains in, the, in this world is to be married and dying of loneliness. To not feel really seen in a safe and satisfying way by the person we hoped would be our best friend. One of the other great pains is to be single and fall for the myth that if we could just be married, that we'd automatically feel like we belonged and that we were chosen. To be married doesn't mean we're not lonely. Our divorce rates show us repeatedly how unseen, unsafe, and unsatisfying so many feel, even in the relationships within, with our highest of commitments and greatest of hopes. It's so important that we're teaching romantic partners how to be friends so that both people really feel seen, satisfied, and safe. And then to really admit that whether we're married or not, it's still our responsibility and hunger to keep fostering frentimacy in our lives with others as couples and in, as individuals. And, you know, so she talked about that because of um, this marriage collective that she was a part of. And, you know, she started this within business, within um, friendships, within friendship circles. Right. But then it went into business. And then, of course, it's <clears throat> gone into, you know, with marriages. And, um, excuse me, Shasta's three elements of successful relationships um, are something that, 
with when one of these is not strong, the relationship will not succeed. End of story. Okay. And so um, the three <clears throat> arms of this is like a triangle. So if you picture a triangle, um, the bottom one would be positivity. Okay. Right. Um, and then one of the angles going up would be consistency. And the other one would be vulnerability. Now, consistency is a given in, in marriages typically, right? Because you live together, you're, right. you see each other day to day. So you don't have to work on consistency. But you do the other two. You have to work on vulnerability and positivity. And, um, you know, there are, if there's something that's lacking, we're going to go through a series of questions down here. Um, and you can ac ask yourself these questions. And if, um, if you're, if you say no to any of these, then there is an issue with that vulnerability and positivity arm of those, of that triangle. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, and this could be, and, and, I, and if you're in a long-term relationship, you've been married for years and you really are feeling lonely and you've been struggling with this for a long time, um, there's, there's um, good news because you can fix that. Um, and I, I really actually, let me backtrack a little bit because there are two examples of relationships because I was blown away at the amount of people that I've recently been talking to that are lonely. Yeah, lonely. Absolutely. In their marriage, you know, and it appears that they're not, and it appears that they're great friends because there's nothing really wrong with the relationship, right? Okay. So it's not like it's toxic. It's not unhealthy. It's just not great. It's just not connected. And there's a way to connect. And a lot of people aren't taught this. Now we did, we did cover this early on in the podcast, um, in the first handful that we did. Um, but a lot of people don't know how to truly connect with intention. So, you know, you connect with intention by um, having those three things, those three elements in whatever relationship you're having. Um, so if you can see that a friendship is waning or a business relationship is waning or your marriage is waning, you know that I need to look at this triangle and see what needs to be supported here. Um, so, you know, a, a dear friend of mine has been, um, had been married for 30 years, almost 30 years. Wow. And it's a long time. That's a long time. And <clears throat> he's lonely. He's lonely. He felt like he did a lot of the pulling, like a lot of the, you know, bringing both people along. And and yet he doesn't feel like he can be honest. He doesn't feel like he can really talk about his hopes, his fears, his everything with his, um, with his partner. And so there's nothing worse than that, right? Right. That's lonely. That's lonely. It's really being in a prison. Um, and then I know that, you know, we have, um, we know somebody else that was in a marriage for, for 15 years and didn't get what he needed, wasn't able to be himself, right? Wasn't able to get the things that he needed from, from the marriage. And, and, and for 15 years that, that marriage is ending because there was no ability to connect. There was no way to, to, to broach those subjects. And a lot of that is fear, right? And we'll cover that later on in, in the podcast, but, um, why don't you read, um, the, uh, the questions to sure. ask yourself. So these are internal questions that you can ask yourself to kind of find out where you are. And I think obviously if people know that they're lonely, they already know the answers to this, yeah. but here are some questions. Number one, do you feel like you can share life challenges with your partner? Now, baby, this is important, you know, and I know, I know that's important for everybody. I know that there's a lot of men out there who don't have they're afraid to be vulnerable because they're men and they don't want to show their vulnerability. So, you know, if you're going through a challenge with your business or maybe you're going through a different challenge, sometimes it's hard to share with your wife or your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but anyway, 
do you feel like you can share life challenges with your partner? Second one is, do you feel seen or acknowledged? Number three, do you feel heard? Mm. That's a big one, right, for females? Big one. A lot of females don't feel heard. I guess it's probably the same for men, too. Totally. Uh, number four, do you feel like you can share your life goals or your hopes and dreams with your partner and feel supported? That's the key, right? Yeah. Feeling supported. Yeah. Because if you talk about what you want and the other partner poo-poos you. Right. That sucks. Oh, yeah. Makes you yeah. not want to share your dreams, right? Absolutely. Uh, and the last one is, are there things that bother you about your partner that you're afraid to share with him or her? Hmm. For fear that they might uh, respond in an adverse way or lose hmm. their temper or because you're not connected with them. Right, right. So, Or, you know... Do you, I mean, I think the ultimate fear is like, if I say something, will I lose my relationship? You know, will I lose what makes me mostly comfortable? And I think that's an understandable fear because people get, you know, complacent. They get comfortable with, with what is going on. So they're afraid to rock the boat. <clears throat> right. So there's a couple of things going on here, right? So this, let's say a couple has been in a relationship for 10. Let's just take us, for instance. Sure. Let's say we've been together for 11 years or so, mm -hmm. uh, married for nine. And let's say that, you know... You didn't, you didn't feel heard. Mm -hmm. So how do we, how do you bridge that gap? So mm -hmm. here you are, we've been in this 11 year relationship yeah. and all of a sudden you're finding out you're not feeling heard. Yeah. What's the message for the couples out there who might be going through some of this right now? How do we, how do we fix that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we can, we can say like, you know, when, I mean, you would ask me in the, are you happy? And I would say yes. And I wasn't, you know, cause there are some things that need to need to just need some small things that needed to be adjusted right. within our relationship. And, you know, I was, it was, um, I, I didn't know how to share that because I felt like the most of our relationship was good. So who was I to ask for mm. more, you know, who was I to ask for specifics? And I didn't know how to do that. You know, there was, there were certain things that I didn't want to rock the boat either. Right. And, and I didn't want to, it's, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know, oftentimes. Exactly. Right? Because that's when why you, people don't make those changes. Totally. So this whole, we talked about disruption a couple of podcasts ago, and like the whole disruption of blowing everything up, I just didn't have the energy. I mm -hmm. didn't have the time. You know, I didn't want to go there. And, but it happened for me. You know, like it happened to where I couldn't, th there was nothing I could do anymore. I had to say something. So, um, you know, it's, and, and you don't want to get to that point. You want to make sure that you could do it when you're feeling it so that you can look at things. But now I know that, you know, as I was going through it, I really didn't know. I didn't value myself enough to say, this is what I need. Right. And this is, this is what I need to be happy in the relationship. Right. And um, so, you know, one of the things I want to say is that, okay, so early relationship solution. If you're early in your relationship, uh, meaning maybe still dating, not married yet, um, you'll need to look and really look at this and ponder if this is something that you need to be, feel more comfortable doing, just like what I just said. Right. Like, do you need to feel more comfortable um, uh, sharing your thoughts and your needs? You know, we're oftentimes so afraid to talk about our needs in a relationship, you know, because especially if somebody's more codependent or they're yeah. the, the lesser of the two as far as, um, you know, the, uh, the alpha or, you know, um, person in the relationship. And so, you know, the other person's catering to the alpha's needs, um, just to keep things smooth. Sure. And that happens a lot. And so, you know, so are you innately afraid of being vulnerable? Are you, are you afraid of sharing what 
that you're not perfect or sharing that you're not okay or sharing that, you know, you're having a hard time or sharing that, you know, you need some more because that's something that we need to work with in our lives, period. So if you're not doing it in your relationship, where else are you not doing that? You know, are you not doing that at work? Are you not doing that with your friendships? You know, are you lonely and feeling isolated everywhere? Um, and is this something that you need to work on to deepen your relationships all around? You know, or remember we're talking about if you're still dating or just in the beginning, um, if you were able to do this in previous relationships and you're not in this one, maybe this is not the partner for you. Right. Right. So maybe this is not the person that you need to be with. If you can't feel completely yourself, if you don't have a friendship, number one, first, there's a problem. Right. Absolutely. But we're, we're the wise people looking at it from uh, the outside looking in. 100%. So, you know, when you're in that mix, you're 35 years old, you're yeah. 30 or 28 or whatever, and you're, you're in the relationship yeah. with this person and you feel like, oh man, I love him or her, but mm -hmm. man, I just don't feel heard. Like mm -hmm. you said, what you just said to me, I think is so honest and vulnerable. It's like, ah, most of it was good. Mm -hmm. Most of it was good, you know? So why do I want to jack things up? Because most of it's good. Mm -hmm. But that little tiny bit of not being heard can crush you over right. time. Absolutely. That's a tough one. Yeah. There was, um, so when I was... I was single for a long time, right? So I, I'd met you when I was 38, and I had been in long-term relationships, but... Um, it's a long-term, like six months? No, like three years. Come on. I had a, <laughs> not a handful of three years. That's all right. And, um, that is an exaggeration. <laughs> hey, if it, got, if it got past six months, I was doing good. That's what I just said. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and if it got past a year and a half, they were doing really good. My friends and family were like, whoa, you're serious. Um, but... You know, there was a, there was, so I was always looking at people that I would meet and that had been in long-term marriages. I would always ask them, you know, like, what's the secret? Tell me, like, how do you know, number one, that's the person and how do you make it work? And so I would get various answers from different people. And I'll never forget this one answer that I got from this guy. I was, um, I was in a show in, in Pennsylvania, in King of Prussia. And at the Radisson, they have this amazing theater called Lily Langtree's fabulous theater, dinner theater. And um, I was playing there in, night, in 2002. And there was a guy there who, um, it was a Legends and Concert show. So we were all impersonators, right? One of the impersonators was like Michael Jackson, Elvis, and yeah. the Blues Brothers. I was mm -hmm. Linda Ronstadt at the time. And we had a Louis Armstrong. Okay. He was darling. And he had been married for like 40 or 50 years. He was older, a gentleman, obviously. And, um, and I asked him, I said, how did you stay with somebody for that long? You know, <laughs> cause I had not had that. I mean, I don't even know three years. I think maybe I've gotten an hour, a year and a half. I don't know if I ever went over two years at that <clears> point. <throat> and, um, and he said, you have to be best friends because it's only your best friend that you can tell. I need you to leave the room. Like I need you to give me some space, <laughs> you know, and don't touch me right now. Like right. go, go away right now and just give, leave me alone, you know, with a smile on your face course, and the other person won't be offended. You know, you have to have that friendship because if you don't have that friendship and can be totally honest, then, you know, the other person can get offended or, you know, whatever. But when you have that strong friendship base, like, I love you no matter what, go away from me right now. Right. Um, and I was, I was like, oh, you say that to your wife? He's like, absolutely. And she says it to me too. I'm like, really? And I thought, wow, what freedom to be able to tell your partner that? Because I never thought, I never had that. I never thought that I could do that. I right. mean, could you imagine telling your ex-wife that? Um, probably not. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Whole thing. But you know, like just, just to be, you know, there's no I playfulness, right? There's no ability to go, Oh, you've, you're driving me nuts. Go away. Um, <laughs> definitely. I wouldn't be able to say that. No. And so, um, 
And so I was, but I was moved by that. And I thought, okay, the person that I can say that to, that's the man that I'm going to marry. Like the person that I feel comfortable and I'm friends with, that's the person that I'm going to marry. Right. Not the person, not just the good looking guy, not the guy who has chemistry or who's got whatever else, you know, because oftentimes it's that, those people that I'm not myself with. So let's back this up for a minute. Yeah. So like, this is difficult because I, I believe like, you know, there's multiple factors that make a partner great for you, yeah. right? You've got the, you know, the chemistry or the sex, you've oh, got yeah. the, um, you know, the physical attraction, you've got, I don't know, whatever, uh, similar values. There's a lot of things that mm-hmm. make a relationship great. Yeah. And so, you know, I just see a lot of people, uh, I talk to uh, women about them. Women seem to be more scarce about relationships than men mm-hmm. until, the, until, there's, until they get older. And then men start to like, oh my God, I want a relationship. Right? Mm. But the point is, is that talking about, because um, you know, women have the natural biological clock that's uh-huh. going. It's a yeah. natural thing. Like, hey, I, if I'm going to have this family, I, mm-hmm. I need to get married. So you, you put women are in a tough position when they meet this guy and he seems like a great guy. Yeah. And, oh man, he's the one and they're, they're in love. But there's that missing piece, that connection piece. And mm-hmm. so I guess my point is, is like, rarely is it ever perfect Oh, right. Totally. Rarely is it ever perfect, but I guess the advice from us is, mm-hmm. if there is an area um, that needs the most attention, that's it. Yeah. Meaning, like if if everything else is kind of messy, but your communication is awesome and you mm-hmm. can say anything to that person, yeah. you have fun all the time. That is amazing. One hundred percent. That's your right? friend. And so that's I guess that's what I'm getting at. Though is like, um, it, so I guess I'm looking at this whole this palette here, and I'm imagining this female with this guy and she's got all these great things but he's not able to be vulnerable and she's not able to share and does mm-hmm. she doesn't feel heard yeah she's got a tough decision to make absolutely do i go out into the free market again and cut this thing off and start from scratch or do i lower my standards and say ah it's good enough and i hope that i can get him to change and that's how a lot of people do yes so where do we go from there? Because you, you understand that scenario. Obviously. Of course I do. Of course I do. I mean, and I've seen a lot of people do that. Yeah. I mean, those are the, those are relationships that oftentimes end in divorce. Yes. Right. Cause they don't feel seen and heard. Um, yes. I have a, a friend of mine's, a dear friend of mine's parents who she had told me the story. They were the perfect parents. She was the perfect mom. He was the perfect dad. They created the perfect everything. House was perfect. Holidays were perfect. Kids were dressed perfect. Everything was perfect. She was, everything was great, but he was not fulfilled he was lonely because she was so busy making everything perfect yeah, he they would, didn't connect yeah um so it was on the other side right so she was not able to be vulnerable and, and allow him to be vulnerable to her she was too busy doing everything else and so yeah but the, i guess my point is that that's that's late in the yeah. relationship it i'm is, talking it is. about early i'm talking oh, yeah, about, yeah, I'm talking so about like this whole oh yeah making that decision this, yeah. this, you know the woman yeah. has the decision to make and so yeah. i guess that's you know we're talking you know Absolutely. ladies if uh, we're talking to men too but if you're in that situation where yeah. man i met this person i think they're awesome i just don't feel like I can share. Yeah. I don't feel connected. That's a problem. It is. But, and, so. And, and so, but let's talk about that because, um, this is the challenge. Women mature faster than men. Yes. So men are typically not as mature, certainly not on communication Absolutely. as they were younger. You were 46 um, when I met you. And so 46 is way advanced than anybody in their twenties. And so and, and luckily, I didn't care about having a family and, and, you know, having kids and stuff. So I didn't have a biological clock. I was traveling and performing, and that was my love. So, but for, for many people, for many women, you know, that's what they want. They want a family, and that's who they are. They want to have children. My sister, like, wanted to have children. She wanted to have four or five kids. Like, that's what she was meant to do. 
Um, but it's finding the right guy, you know, do that to do that with. And so she has that now, which is wonderful. And they're only 32. But, um, you know, it's not always easy to find that. Yeah. No, it's not always easy to find that. Yeah. So a quick story, a good friend of mine who you've known for years, I just had lunch with him uh, last week in Phoenix and mm-hmm. he and his wife were having some issues over the years. Um, and, you know, everybody has issues mm-hmm. and I didn't think they were going to make it. Mm-hmm. And now they're strong as ever, awesome. as strong as ever since I've met him, mm-hmm. you know? And so he said to me, um, she came to me and asked me a question and she said, what do you think about this? What should I do? And it was about a potential career choice or a project choice. And he said, the fact that she came up and asked me made all the difference in the world. He said to me, he goes, that's all I ever wanted. Aww. Can you imagine? Aww. And it seems so simple. I do get that. And so, I do get you know, that. he, he, was look he just wants his wife to be connected with him yeah. they've got two great kids they've been together they're both very intelligent yeah. good you know they're good people yeah. um for some reason you know she was not allowing him in yeah now i'm not suggesting it's her fault or his fault it just is it so just was, yeah. bottom line is people need to be heard and people yeah. need to be people need to share yeah and so oftentimes that's um, the vulnerability arm right that's the vulnerability yep. arm yep so uh, on that um so i'm just i'm peeling this back because yeah. i still don't have an answer yet so i'm getting you there i know but i don't know if there is an answer so i'm just looking to guide our listeners so yeah. if you're if you're in a relationship right now and you're moving towards you know marriage or i think this might be the one but you're lacking that peace that lacking that connection piece that peace to be vulnerable or that peace that you can share your life or your challenges what do we do um, well, you start and have um, you start to have uh, see if you can do that. See if you can start being vulnerable with them, seeing if they'll open up, seeing if you can lead them into that, right? So mm-hmm. if you're the person who's not feeling that, maybe you could lead them into that, mm-hmm. and maybe start asking them questions. You know, um, sharing your life a little bit more. Sometimes if you can be start being vulnerable, the other person will open up back to you. Yeah. So maybe there's a little bit of that going on. Yep. You know, there could like, be. Well, I've got a, I've got a, yeah, and I've got a, you know, and, and I think this was a, you and I went through some of this. So, you know, mm-hmm. being vulnerable here on the podcast, you mm-hmm. and I went through some of this, you know, I don't, um, I was never, I've never seen that before in a relationship really, I never really taught that. So I didn't even know how to do that. What, be vulnerable? Yeah. yeah. Like have a best friend because yeah. my previous wife, no way was she my best friend, Mm-mm. you know? So maybe I had some guards up or whatever, but you would always say to me during times of conflict and you would say, Hey, I'm on your team. <laughs> I'm on your side. Hey, yeah. I'm on your team. Yeah. Hey, I'm on your team. And maybe after the 50th time I've heard it, maybe it resonated or Mm -hmm. something. Uh, Or maybe it was the time you told me you were going to leave. I'm not sure which one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the point is, is that um, that was a, I had to make a choice. I had to make an adjustment. So uh, anybody can do it. It's just a matter of recognizing it. Mm -hmm. And so I guess here's the thing. Um, We've got a, a real life scenario because, you know, we've never really talked about this, but this is. Jennifer and I had some of this in our relationship where I wasn't as vulnerable as I could be and she felt unfulfilled. So we had multiple conversations about this and, you know, uh, but I was able to change because I care. I love her and I don't want to lose her. And so that's the thing. It's like you, she was willing to say, um, I cannot do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, we've been in this relationship for a while, uh, and, and mm-hmm. of course, then I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. But you had the, 
the ability or the the, the balls or the uh, the, yeah, the courage, the courage sure. to say I'm I'm doing this, yeah. which is good. You know, props to you for that, uh, which made me make a decision, and now I'm a better person and right. I feel more connected with you. But again, back to that to that that people that are dating, yeah. um, it's it's I guess what I'm saying is that I didn't know how to do it, yeah. and so if I'm talking to uh, a person, either male or female, who has somebody like me in their relationship who just isn't very vulnerable or hasn't, doesn't mean that they won't. They just don't know how. Mm-hmm. So so how do you get them there? You did it. How do you get them there? You got me there. True. So well, patience is one of them. But patience at, at is the same one of them time, for sure. You know, there, there's, evidently they are patient or they wouldn't be in the relationship still. So. You know, I think, I think a lot of it is... Um, saying how I feel, like what my needs are, yeah. you know, really, and quite honestly being in tune with my needs. And I don't know if I was before, you know, um, I didn't know, I don't know if I, I might not have been in tune with my needs of, cause I think it happened and I was all of a sudden I was there like lonely and unfulfilled and miserable, you know, and going, Oh, how did this happen? You know, and really having to find myself through that. So, um, I think finding out who you are first, who you really are and being okay, sharing that. And being okay being you 150,000% in the relationship. Because I think a lot of people aren't. They, you know, they, they have their representatives there, their best selves showing up. Of course, up, yeah, right? of course. You know, but I think showing, giving that other person and really, and I talked to this, you know, I, I talked to the kids over at Southwest Minnesota State um, in the theater department talking about, you know, having these kids go out into the world. And, and, you know, when we're young, we don't always love our dark side. We don't always love our faults as much as we do our strengths and, you know, weaknesses as much as we do everything else that we have, our talents and gifts. And so um, really, really finding that self-love with who you are. I think that's, I, I really do think it all starts with, with you. I think it starts with meaning me. It starts with the person that's unfulfilled. So where am I not loving myself and where am I not loving myself enough to be able to show that to my partner and to be able to be all that I am so that I can be courageous enough to say, here I am, 100%, warts and all, love me or leave me. Yep. Right? Yep. Because ultimately, if you don't do that, that's when breakups happen. That's when um, um, mis- miscommunications happen. That's when adultery happens. That's when divorce happens. Because over time, you have not been your full and complete self. And so you guys have parted, you have just have separated. Yeah. So I really do believe ultimately it's down to who you are. Um, and, and how you love and accept yourself so that you can be completely fully present in that relationship and not make excuses, not have to be anything else other than what you are, you know, fear yep. and all. Yep. That's the only way that I see. Those are the strongest marriages that I've seen. So how I can answer the question is I know, you know, what you did with me was, yeah, you were patient, but uh, I shouldn't say but you're patient and you're such a loving person. So over time, seeing you be so loving and so kind. Um, someone that I've never, I've never experienced before. Um, it was, I guess enough to, to make me open up and switch and just Mm -hmm. say, you know, the past doesn't equal the future and here I am. So let me open up with this woman that, you know, I'm married to and Mm -hmm. let's do this thing. Right. So not that I never thought about that. I, it's just, we never had those conversations. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were close and we were tight and we were yeah. in love and we got married Welcome. and we we're happy. We were partners. I mean, we made decisions together. We yeah. did certain things together. But I just wasn't as vulnerable as I could be. Yeah. So I, I just, and I didn't feel supportive in some ways. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel accepted. 
and we, you and I are different and you yeah. didn't, I didn't feel like you accepted my differences. Yeah. And so there was a lot of that. And so what I did was I hid those and I kept those to myself and I didn't ex- fully express those. And that's what was bursting to get out. Yeah. And, you know, having that. And, and I think also, you know, leading by example, when we can be that person and you can lead by example and be vulnerable and be comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I am so much more myself than I've ever been. And it's working well for me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, but lead and leading by example, I think you started seeing, oh, I see how she does it. Oh, I see the things that she does. And, you know, you've been following suit, which has been great. And, you know, been so wonderful with that. So, yeah. but, so let's talk about, so um, yeah. for the listeners who are in a long-term relationship, yes. like we were, and maybe they're having some issues, one of them's not being, being heard. <clears throat> let's yeah. talk about some strategies to help them. And we've mm-hmm. talked about it before, but let's do a little reminder. We talked about <coughs> using um, softeners yeah. in our conversations, mm-hmm. right? So... Uh, you're, you're really great at it, uh, and you kind of did it natural. I, you know, I've taught you some over the over the years, but um, one of the great softeners we talked about is a because frame, mm-hmm. right? And so because frame, uh, when you say it, it changes the frame around how you do it. So if I were going to talk to you about creating a connection or, or being vulnerable, I just might say, you know, hey, baby, you know, because I value our, our relationship so much, I really want to chat with you tonight about how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, that's the because frame, Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's a because versus, Hey, I want to talk to you tonight about a relationship. Yeah. That's, it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Right. You're like, yeah. Oh, no man wants to hear that or no. woman for that or matter. Woman, yeah. yeah. So no sex, no sex is there. Um, but yeah. So, you know, because I, because I love and care about a relationship because you're the most important person in the world to me, because mm-hmm. uh, I value our relationship because you're the most amazing person in the world, because you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you tonight about mm-hmm. uh, about some things that will help our relationship. Yeah. So I think that would be great. Yeah. And it's so, never too late. Like, please, <clears throat> if you love your partner and you have been in this marriage for 10, 20, 30 years, whatever, and you want to fix it, it's never too late. And I can guarantee the longer you've been with somebody, the more they're apt to go, oh, my gosh, of course I want to do this for you. And so here's how this – the psychology side. So if you're talking to your partner, man or woman – uh, and they give you some kind of uh, vibe about it, some, you know, some uncomfortable kind of vibe, like, oh, now what type thing, mm-hmm. you know, in regards to business, you know, when people aren't getting along in business, right, when when we have new people come on board or we have uh, new employees, mm-hmm. typically there's team building events. Absolutely. We take them out, we team build, we bond, mm-hmm. put them through ropes courses or mm-hmm. climb the poles or, you know, they're doing things where they're interactive, they can build a trust and whatnot. So... You know, if, if your partner is a business person mm-hmm. and they're like poo-poo in this whole communication thing or getting vulnerable, you need to remind them about team building events that they yeah. do at the corporate level for that very reason. So you can yeah. create that connection, that vulnerability, and yeah. that trust. And yeah. that's what it's all about. So take your partner. So if you want to have a conversation like this, go take your partner hiking. Go do right. some kind of interactive thing. Go go do, you know, one of those escape rooms. Do, go do something where you have to work as a team and then be out of your comfort zone. That's how it works. Yep. That's how team buildings work. Because right? you, a, a lot of companies, if some people don't know this, like if you've got a lot of locations around the country and they're siloed where they're independent but nobody's talking to each other, oftentimes the company will bring everybody together in one location for a conference and they'll make them do team buildings and yes. get to know each other and like be in uncomfortable situations. But by, you know, in the beginning it's kind of awkward, but at the end everybody like there's so much oxytocin that's floating around because everybody's bonding. You know, everybody's <laughs> like, oh my God, I didn't know this about you. Oh my God, you're so wonderful. Thank you for helping. And, you know, whatever. And just yeah. you see all these, the, the nature, people are basically good hearted and you right. see all this stuff come out. And so, t- 
team buildings are so important with companies and it's so fun to be a part of. Um, and sometimes marriages need team building because we get into ruts, because we get into habits and routines, right? And then oftentimes in the beginning, you're doing everything together, right? You're going to the store, everything's, what are we going to Costco? You're going to Lowe's and you're doing these projects together, you know, whatever. But as time goes on, you have kids, you get busy and you like divide and conquer. So you're going to the store, somebody else is going to the grocery market, whatever, you know, and so you're doing things separately and then you come together, but you come together with other people, not necessarily together. And so, um, you know, having those challenges and so, you know, taking those times to really focus on that would be a whole it would be a game changer so and the, and the, the goal here is to open each other up so then you can chat so then yep. you can sit you know after you've um after you've hiked and you got to the summit you know and here you are you've accomplished this and you're together and you can say i love you and you know because i love you and us i want to chat about a couple things and typically you're already open right there so it's a great time to do it yeah yeah that's great that's great so Team building activities, which mm -hmm. that just means you're doing something active. You're not sitting in front of a TV. You're not going to a movie. Seriously. You're not going out to dinner, no. getting interrupted by the, the, the wait staff, the servers. Mm -hmm. You're taking a hike. You're going mm -hmm. flying a kite. You're going on a walk on the beach. You're yeah. doing something engaging yep. so that you can talk to each other and, yep. and, and put yourself in that situation. Yep. So that exactly. is your assignment, yeah. team building assignment, if you need to create that vulnerability because it's paramount in your relationship. So I, I wish everyone luck in this. If you are feeling like that, um, I always suggest counseling for yourself, not necessarily for your partner, but going for yourself to find out more about you and where yep. you're at, because I think that's important. Yep. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and, and we were talking about coaching in business. And, and I said, you know, I don't always get a lot out of coaching. I said, but get a lot. I do get a lot out of counseling, <laughs> you know, so like counseling is whole different because it's with your mind and your heart and, um, you know, really going to somebody to find out who you are and what you need some help with is because that's really what helped you and me is, yep. is I found out more about myself and that changed everything. So everyone out there, if you know, if you're going through that and this loneliness, please know that I am with you and I feel that and I know what that feels like. And it feels like you're trapped. It feels like you're stuck and Oh my God, I never, I don't, you know, the marriage isn't bad. I don't want to divorce this person. So how do I make a change? Like, how do I ask for this? And, and just, I want you to know that you are worthy of that your marriage is worthy of that your partner is worthy of that of that conversation of that growth and i promise that as you go through that you'll be stronger than ever afterwards awesome awesome great message jennifer thank you so there you have it ladies and gentlemen and by the way if you're looking for opportunities to level up your relationship go to our website thebusinessoflove.vegas and check out our business, uh, our Vegas weekend getaway for couples to come in and spend two days with jennifer, jennifer and i here in las vegas we take you through two days of uh, interaction, um, exercises, role plays, find out your love language, create a game plan for success, really level things up so you're communicating at a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. So go to uh, thebusinessoflove.vegas and check out our Vegas weekend getaway. And if you'd like to see the video of this podcast, it's also available on our site. So Jennifer, great job today. Thank you. Great job today. And uh, I'm excited about it. Happy Thanksgiving Happy to you. Thanksgiving and we to are you. out of here. See ya.